Hi, I'm Stephanie Poole, founder and CEO of Birth Prep Academy. I'm on a mission to help pregnant moms prepare for their first hospital birth. I'm sharing revealing conversations about what it really takes to successfully transition into motherhood. So join me here to discover things like what to expect in childbirth, how to prepare for your birth. We'll also talk about breastfeeding and so much more. I'm so grateful to share it all with you right here on Oh Baby, the podcast created for pregnant moms preparing for their first hospital birth. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of the Oh Baby podcast. If you are a returning listener, I am so grateful to have you. You have a special place in my heart. If you are here and it's your very first episode, my name is Stephanie Poole. I am the founder of Birth Prep Academy and the creator of Bump to Bundle Blueprint. I help pregnant women prepare for their very first hospital birth in six weeks by creating a birth blueprint. Y'all, I know I get tired of saying it, so I'm sure you're tired of hearing it, but it's so genuine. When I say that I am excited to be with you for another episode, I'm always really excited to jump in and just hang out with you here on the podcast. I feel like it's our own intimate space. I'm excited about today's episode. And another reason, I guess, why you can say I'm super excited is because today we're going to be talking about amniotic fluid. Yes, it's one of those things that is there with the baby. We know it exists, but most people don't really know that much about it. And so I'm excited to jump into a little bit of that today, just to help with the understanding of what it is and the functions of it and why do our babies need it really. So yeah, we're going to hop into that. Before we do, we have our segment, What Up Though? And today's segment, first of all, This is the time where you get to know me, I get to know you. I welcome all responses, feedback, dialogue over on Instagram, which is where I'm most active, at Birth Prep Academy. So during the episode, if you want to chit-chat back and forth, do not hesitate to hop into my DMs over on Instagram at Birth Prep Academy. Okay, so what up, then? What is going on with me Uh, in life, what shows am I into, what movies have I seen, that is where we discuss that here. Today, I want to talk about the finale of Snowfall. Boom. There we go. We're just going to leave that there. (laughs) For those of you that may not necessarily be into shows or TV, it is a popular TV show that was on for quite a few seasons. I want to say maybe five or six seasons. And the lead is a character called Franklin. And he's played by, I think it's Damson Idris. I I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it's something of the sort. He's the lead character. It was loosely based on a drug dealer out in LA that was being supplied by the CIA which is a true story that actually really happened. And so this show has been said to to be loosely based on that. It's been a long journey. And okay, my husband has watched it from the very first episode until last night was the season, the series finale. So the show is now officially over. It's done. And he 
was a lot more committed than I. I I don't really watch a lot of shows in terms of starting something. Usually it's something that he's found that we'll get into, uh, things that I like that we'll get into. And he would say, you got to check this out. And then I would see people posting about it on social media and I would be like, and I think I may have sat through one or two of the initial episodes and it just, for whatever reason, didn't really sit. Maybe I was just busy at the time and so not really focused on starting a new show because you have to be committed. I feel like you have to be committed to binge watching these shows and really getting into the characters and stuff. I did not initially. And if I'm being honest, it wasn't until this season, the very the very last season, where I got into the show. Now, mind you, because my husband watched it so much, we would talk about it. He would keep me abreast of what was going on, but I I wasn't really invested in the characters in the same way he was. And so that, I think, was interesting in how we watched this last season because I watched it from a very different perspective than how he watched it. So yeah, I don't want to give too much away because it was just last night. So depending on when you hear this, or when this episode goes live, I don't want to give it away if it's something you haven't really watched. But it was interesting to see just in the last season how the characters, you know, where they started from and then where the show actually ends. And for me, in my mind, I was like, okay, in real life, characters are, they don't really have a good ending. So I was wondering, like, will this be like a Hollywood ending or would it really be like a real drug life ending where they end up typically in jail or dead or something tragic? Like I said, I'm not going to get into the specifics of what their final move is. I will say that I was very engaging. There were some things because I hadn't watched the other seasons that my husband had to really put into context for me to understand. So it does help if you have watched them from season to season. I thought the friendship between Franklin, who is the main character, and his best friend, who is like his day one. They started out together, his ride or die, their relationship between those two, and to see how they each evolved with their character over time and what that meant for their friendship and all of that kind of stuff. It was just really good. We could definitely do maybe a follow-up, maybe on a future episode where I get into the details of everything right now. I just encourage you to, if that kind of show is something that you would be interested in, There's definitely enough seasons there for you to binge watch and get into and really see the characters evolve. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. And then if you did follow the show, if you are a fan or not, and you have a specific opinion about the series finale, definitely check me out on Instagram. Send me a quick DM so we can have a chat. Just because I don't want to ruin it for everyone, like I'm happy to chit chat about the episode with you privately because I just want to see how everyone else liked it. Sometimes like I'm thinking right now about The Sopranos and how they ended their series and everyone was like so hugely disappointed at how the series ended. And so I'm interested to just get some feedback on what people thought about how this particular show wrapped it up for each character. 
yeah, definitely let me know. Again, I'm over on Instagram at Birth Prep Academy. That is all I have for What Up Doe. It is now time to jump into our episode. Hey there, before we start today's episode, I want to let you know about my free guide, Skyrocket Your Milk Supply from Birth and Beyond. Now, this is perfect for you if you want to get a jump start when it comes to starting and sustaining a successful breastfeeding journey. If you plan to breastfeed and you want to be successful right from birth, grab my free guide, Skyrocket Your Milk Supply from Birth and Beyond. Just go to birthprepacademy.com forward slash milk supply. Again, birthprepacademy.com forward slash milk supply. Okay, let's get started in this episode. Okay, today's episode, again, we're going to be talking about six things that you really should know about your baby's amniotic fluid. And again, I just thought this was so informational because it's there. We know it's there, but it's almost like this invisible thing. It's there and it's functioning, but you're not really sure, you know, the value of it or the importance of it. And so we're going to hop into those things today. Starting with number one, what exactly is amniotic fluid? Let's start there. Amniotic fluid is the fluid that your baby needs to provide a number of functions, which will happen to. But the the purpose of the amniotic fluid is essentially to keep your baby safe while providing nutrients and needed protection while being in utero. Let me back up a little bit and say you might be wondering, what is it made up of? Amniotic fluid starts at about 12 days after conception. Amniotic fluid starts to develop about 12 days after conception, which is fairly early. Once the egg has been fertilized and implanted, your body begins to rev up and say, okay, we have a baby to grow. And it will start the necessary things to make sure that the foundation of what the baby needs is in place for this baby to mature and eventually be born. And so 12 days approximately after conception, that fluid starts. Now, you might be wondering, where is the fluid coming from? It's coming from you. It is coming from you. So your fluid intake and things of that nature, it's coming from you, from your body. Now, it will continue to increase as the baby grows. And then eventually, once you get to about 20 weeks, the makeup, the component of what is actually included or the makeup of the amniotic fluid changes. So before 20 weeks, that fluid, as it grows and grows, as your baby develops, it is primarily coming from you. But after 20 weeks, your baby's kidneys are now not just forming, they have formed and have started to function. And so after 20 weeks, the composition of that amniotic fluid really changes. And it is now a lot of your baby's urine that is actually inside of the sac. Now, I know it's, huh, what? Yes, the composition of it has changed and it now includes urine. 
However, in the beginning, I should say before that, it is about 90 something percent water. I'm going to say about 98 percent water. And then it also includes electrolytes, proteins, and different things like that, that you might, that your baby actually needs. Okay. So that is what it is initially made up of minerals, mostly water, and some electrolytes. After the 20 weeks, the composition changes and then it starts to include urine from your baby and some antibodies, some proteins, like it, it changes. Now, I know when we hear the word urine, it is urine, but you have to think about the quality of a baby's urine. It's very different from our output. We are taking in beverages and water and all sorts of sources to get hydration. Mostly it should come from water, but you may have a cup of coffee or a soft drink or some tea or whatever it is that you're consuming. It comes from different foods that we eat that have water content. So our body is pulling it from all these sources. Our urine is very different than that of a baby in utero. While it is urine, it's not the same quality of that that we think of when we think of the traditional sense of, for lack of a better word, for pee. It sounds so weird to say, but that's essentially what we're talking about. And so that happens into the second trimester. And so it continues to grow. So you've started 12 days after conception. The composition changes at 20 weeks. And then by the time you're done, let's say you go full term at 40 weeks, you'll end up with about anywhere from 600 to, let's say, 700 mLs of liquid, depending on you, the size of your baby, the size, you know, of your tummy and everything, how your baby grows, because every baby grows differently. You have some moms that tend to carry a little bit smaller and some moms that have bigger babies, right? So just depending on the unique makeup of you, you'll end somewhere in that range at 40 weeks. The color of it is usually clear or very light yellow, which is completely normal. Every now and again, it may be detected by your healthcare provider that the baby has had a bowel movement. And in that case, there will likely be some concern from your healthcare provider to start monitoring the baby much more closely and eventually delivery of the baby because that as we know, is known to be the first bowel movement and it's supposed to happen after birth. So if something happens and it happens prior to the baby being born, it could introduce some not so good bacteria to the baby in that fluid. It is not okay for the baby to be in there, especially long-term with that. It is typical in an ideal pregnancy that would not happen until the baby is born. So the amniotic fluid is still very non-toxic at that point. So that is pretty much the background of amniotic fluid. When it starts, the progression of it throughout the pregnancy, what the composition of it is, and things like that. Now I want to move on to the different functions of the amniotic fluid. And we're going to talk about six very common ones today. And this, I think, will be very beneficial for you to understand your hydration levels and why it's so important for the health of your baby, the amniotic fluid that they're in. 
The first one is because it protects against bacteria and it serves as a shock absorber. Again, there are antibodies and proteins that are emitted by your immune system. And these are all to help protect the baby while he or she is in your tummy. So that's one of the functions that it does. In conjunction with that, it also serves as a shock absorber. You're walking around every day. You're sitting down, you're standing up, you're bending over, all these different motions that we do daily. And with a baby in there, that could potentially be a bumpy ride. And so that amniotic fluid really serves as protection for them, that they don't feel every single bump, every single twist or turn. It's very much a calming atmosphere in there because they're not feeling every single thing. It's kind of riding in a luxury car with really good shocks where you just glide over the bumps in the road versus a hoopty where you're feeling every bit of every impact of a pothole or a speed bump. You're feeling every bit of that. And so the amniotic fluid really gives your baby that luxury ride while they are, while they're growing. So that's number one. Number two is it really helps to develop their digestive system. Because they are drinking it and those antibodies are going through the baby's digestive tract, it's being processed through the kidneys and then urinated out and then recycled in a sense, right? That all helps your digestive tract to have good bacteria, to develop good bacteria, which will be needed once they're born and other things are introduced they will need to have a really good store of good bacteria. And so this all starts right here with the amniotic fluid. Number three is that it allows your baby to move around. So it allows for mobilization, right? They'll be doing flips, they'll turn around, they'll get up and head up, and then they'll turn head down, they'll be horizontal in the belly sometimes. And so that movement is really crucial to them being able to work their little arms and legs and get a feel of movements and mobility while they're in the womb. And having that amniotic fluid there really allows for your baby to be mobile. Without that fluid, the flips, the the pushing with their little feet, And the arms and legs, it just, it wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to develop properly without it. So that is number three. It allows for mobilization. The fourth benefit or use of amniotic fluid is that it maintains the temperature of the baby. Not only is the baby relying on your body heat, but your body heat is helping to stabilize when it heats the amniotic fluid. In other words, the up and the down, it's almost like how the shock absorber portion of it works where they don't feel every bump. They don't feel every temperature increase or decrease because there's a buffer there. And part of that buffer is with that amniotic fluid. And so they're not, even though you might be in certain temperatures that would be higher or lower they don't necessarily feel every single temperature change because they are encapsulated in the fluid. So that is number four. Number five is that it helps to simulate breathing movements. And a lot of what your baby does after they're born, 
they've been practicing while they were in utero. We talked about the kidneys being developed and starting to form at about 20 weeks. And the same is true with lung function. Uh, The lungs don't start the minute the baby is born. Um, They are getting a lot of simulation and practice, I should say, while they are in utero. And that fluid is helping them to do that. Um, Taking the fluid in and then expelling it out is key to helping their little lungs develop. And so that is very important. The very last one that I want to talk about is keeping the baby's skin moist and soft. Your skin is one of your largest organs, right? And it can really be a problem if there, if it's not moisturized and there's, you know, dry cracking. Could you imagine if your baby was in there for nine months and it's dry and they don't have any fluid? I mean, There would be a number of other issues that would occur, but also their little skin being moisturized and being able to be intact for when they are out of the womb is so key. It is so key. And so those are the six things or functions of your amniotic fluid. And just as a quick recap, you know, it protects against bacteria and it serves as a shock absorber. It helps with the digestive system. It allows for mobilization. It helps to regulate temperature for the baby as well as simulate breathing techniques. And it keeps your baby's skin soft, so um, moisturized and soft. So those are all important key components to having a healthy baby, right? It starts um, from the very beginning in your belly. Now, I just want to add finally that it is important to have a good balance. You don't want too little amniotic fluid. You don't want too much. Too little could mess with the mobilization and the baby's not able to move properly, which can cause problems. Too much is a problem as well. And so um, keeping a good balance is so key. I know some women even wonder, well, how do I know that I have a good balance or what if it starts to leak? So you will be okay unless you notice that you are having a a consistent drip or discharge vaginally. So if you start to notice that you are having a vaginal discharge, my recommendation is always, there's other things that you should look for too, right? Weight gain when you go to your appointments and the movement of the baby, if the baby's movement has decreased, All those together could potentially be pointing to the level of amniotic fluid, all of which should be addressed with your healthcare provider and looked into there. Um, And then my, my recommendation is always for you, if you have any concern, like you're wondering, well, I don't really know if I'm, if it's me that is leaking like urine or if it's actually amniotic fluid, right? So the only way to tell is to be able to determine where it's coming from. If it's coming from the vaginal area, it is likely amniotic fluid. And so in if you can't really determine where it's coming from, or if you're not really sure and you notice discharge on any level, always, always 
reach out to your healthcare provider because my recommendation is always to err on the side of caution. So I would rather for you to reach out to your healthcare provider and let them know that you have a particular concern, be it leaking or any other concern for you or your baby, and then troubleshoot that all the way down to, okay, we found the issue or no, there is not an issue, right? To your satisfaction. I would rather for you to pursue it and it turns out to be fine than for you not to say anything thinking, well, I don't want to bother the doctor because it could be me. If it is you, I still would want to just err on the side of caution. So if you notice discharge, if you notice that your baby isn't moving as much, there are things that you can kind of test to get the baby to move that where the baby will typically react in certain situations. I can do some of those specifics on another podcast if that's something of interest for you. But um, for the sake of this episode, if you notice decreased movement, if you notice vaginal discharge, those are all things that definitely warrant you reaching out to your healthcare provider to just make sure that both you and the baby are okay. I hope that you have gotten value out of this episode. Like I said, amniotic fluid is definitely one of those things that is present, but we don't often think about it because it just kind of shows up and does this thing, but we don't really understand the function or the use of it. So make sure that you're drinking your water, you're staying hydrated, because it's not just for your functionality. It's also very, very crucial in the development and health of your baby. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please check out me over on Instagram, as well as I have a free masterclass, the three mistakes new moms make when preparing for birth and what to do instead if you are interested. And I must say, it is good. Um, (laughs) Definitely check out the link in the show notes and you will not be disappointed. Until next time, you guys, stay safe and happy birthing.